We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another episode of Talking Halos. I am your host today, Jared Timms, and I am joined alongside my co-hosts, my partners in crime, Nate Green and John Crane. Nate, we're forgetting about you. You've done this. We're going to John first. Where'd he go? There he is. Okay. <laughs> he's gone. He's he's gone for now. We're gonna sign. I know. Where'd he go? I don't get it. <laughs> John, how you doing? Oh, I'm I'm good. I'm good. I'm 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 getting back into this. I'm enjoying it. having a fun time. So I, I'm uh, I wish uh, there was a better uh, talk off the field, uh, more things to talk about, but um, on the field. Excuse me. But. We'll make it work. I feel like we have a lot to discuss today on the Hall of Fame fame front, especially a lot of controversy. And then of course we had the meeting that went on today as well. So I know there's only two big things to talk about, but. I think we got some good stuff to talk about. I, I, I really do. It's going to be, I think we're going to get really in depth in this. I, I mean, I'm, I don't get unhappy too often. There's, I, I'm not all that happy with the Hall of Fame right now. I'm not happy with the writers. I know I technically am one. I don't have a vote, but, uh, but it's, it's kind of a mess right now. It's kind of a mess. So Nate, how are you doing? You're stealing my thunder. I was all ready to come in and say I'm in a bad mood. Um, I've never, you know, I've never been this disappointed with baseball. And, you know, it's it's really been one of the most disappointing days in baseball history, honestly. I and, mean, you know, I wasn't, I guess I technically was alive the last time they went on strike. But, you know, in my lifetime, this is the most disappointing day I've had in baseball in a long time. I, um, I agree. I think there's a side to take on it, and we'll dive deep into it. But there's definitely I, – I get both sides. I understand. I, I totally understand both sides. I know, understand where people are coming from. I understand, you know, the steroid aspect of it. And I understand, like, the statistical aspect of it. And, and I, I get both sides, you know. Like, it's tough not to look at it from both sides. It really is. But, like, I, I do understand it. I get why. But it's, it, is, it is a shame that now – like, I think about how many – We'll get into it. We'll get into it. We don't want to talk. Yeah. About it. We'll get into yeah, it. Yeah, let's let's wait. So, as always, I like to start this show off with a question. I think I've asked this before in in the past, but I want to ask it again. What's the best stadium in baseball, Nate? I'll start with you. Oh, 
Best stadium in baseball. Best stadium in baseball. It can be an old one. Yeah. Too. Is it an old one or something like that? Yeah, I think you've asked this one before, and I think I, I said San Diego is probably the answer, and I don't think the answer is going to change. San Diego's amazing. Um, but if you have to go a different stadium, I think hmm. – Give me an answer. It's not that different. Yeah, yeah. No, no. I, I, I love Atlanta. I love San Diego. Those are the two. The old Atlanta, though. And I know old Atlanta is not as nice as all these new stadiums with all the – with all the nice uh, technology and everything, but I just like the look of the old Atlanta and just the, the tradition of Chipper Jones and Maddox and Glavin and, and just that field just brings back really cool memories. So San Diego, the new one, and then the old Atlanta Braves. hundred percent. John, you're SoCal now. You're going to the Carolinas, South Carolina. South Carolina. Mm-hmm. Yeah, South, South Carolina. Carolina. You you're going to be close to uh, now Nate's two favorite places all of a sudden. <laughs> um, what's, what's favorite stadium you've been to? I, you know what? I, I, I've always been, so I've heard people complain about Angel Stadium and I'm just, so I'm, I'm an Angel fan. So I've, I've never had any issues with it, but I have say that in the last few years, I've had the opportunity to go see a game up in Seattle. I had an opportunity to see a game in San Francisco mm-hmm. and I had an opportunity to see a game in, in uh, uh, I played, watched the Mets play just, uh, last summer. So uh, I, I was very impressed by the San Francisco mm-hmm. Stadium. Uh, and I was very impressed. I was actually impressed by all of them. The Seattle Stadium, because they're all, they're all newer. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, I see the point of Angel Stadium, but for now, Angel Stadium. But let me, you know, let me talk to you when, when, when I go to an Atlanta game. Because I, I <laughs> told you, the only last Atlanta game I went to was Fulton County. I think that's two stadiums ago yeah. now. If, if they're yeah, talking about a new one, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that's, uh, that's pretty good. I, honestly, like you look at it, and I think we talked about this before, Nate, you and I. West Coast, best coast when it comes to stadiums. It really is. I mean, Seattle's beautiful. I know Oakland's not fantastic by any means, but they're getting a new stadium, which will be really cool. Um, San Francisco is absolutely beautiful. We've talked about Dodger Stadium being one of the best atmospheres in baseball. I know, I know, John, I know. know. It is. is, No, it's awesome. Like, it's a really cool stadium to go to. And that's the one thing that I like about San Francisco, too. Like, I went when they were 30 games under 500. That place was packed. That thing was packed. And we go, you know, you see the Angels when they're 25 games under 500, you know, there's – 20,000 people there. There was 45,000 people at a San Francisco Giants game in August, 30 games back. It was unbelievable. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's cool. It's different. It's a different atmosphere for sure. And I mean, Angel Stadium is fantastic. I know, I, I know like a lot of people that come from out of town say that it's a great stadium. Um, and, and I know a lot of Angel fans don't like it for some strange reason. I, I think it's nice. I think it's a fantastic stadium. There's, there is some little, you know, cosmetic things wrong with it. It is an old stadium now, but I, I have no issue with it. it. There really isn't an issue. You go down to Petco and it is a beautiful stadium, one of the best stadiums in baseball. And heck, if you want to go even more West Coast, or not even more, you want to go in, in a little bit, um, Arizona. I love Arizona. It's another beautiful stadium there. Um, but but yeah, honestly, West Coast, best coast when it comes to stadiums, it, it really is. Like, I mean, I want to go East Coast too. Like, I've been to Tampa. I think Tampa's a cool stadium because it's the indoor and they have the Stingrays. And I mean, I was there when they were the Tamp- Tampa Bay Devil Rays and it was a little bit different. But yeah, honestly, like, I don't have a favorite. Like, I even like Lake Elsinore. I think Inland Empire is pretty cool. You know, like Rancho is a fantastic stadium. Like, I, I just, I think baseball stadiums are fantastic in general. I, I don't have a favorite. I think that, like, I mean, I can enjoy baseball game anywhere so with that being said guys thank you so much for what do you you got john what do you got 
I was going to say, I've, I, just for the record, I've gone to two Dodger games. I went to two Dodger games last year on Fernando night, uh, where they had mariachi. The first night I went to was Tommy the Sorted night. Got Tommy the okay. Sorted bobblehead. And it was playing Sinatra all night, which is my element. I mean, I was just, I was loving life. And I, was, I, I went by myself that time. And then the next time, next time we went with my wife to see the Fernando, and then it turned to mariachi, which I'm used to in my family, my wife's family. Uh, so, you know, it was a, totally two different atmospheres. I, um, uh, so I have been to two Dodger games. It's just, it's just a tough drive. It's oh, a, yeah. It's a, it's I can get terrible. to Angel Stadium. Yeah. Tough terrible. Drive. Tough to get into the stadium. 100%. Traffic is terrible. Traffic, traffic's brutal, especially coming from um, from like Orange, Orange County. County. That's, that's tough. Any time of the any time, whether it's a weekend, like a day game or anything like that, it's tough to get out there. It's expensive to get in. Like there, there's a lot of flaws. But I mean, when you're in the stadium and watching the game, Dodgers, Dodger games are a lot of fun. I, I really do enjoy. It. I mean, same thing with Peco. Like I don't think there's a lot of parking for Peco. Like that's my one big like negative. That's also why, you know. I loved going with certain people because they would just <laughs> yeah. down in. Same, um, same. Yeah, you get you get you get special credentials with with certain people, um, and and those those were the best games because you don't have to find parking or anything like that. Because um, there's it, parking gets kind of tough out there, and in downtown San Diego is a little rough. I'll say that a little bit rough, um, but I mean West Coast best coast when it comes to stadiums. I'll I'll, I'll say that much. I'll, I'll just throw a compliment out to the Dodgers because when we went to the game, both games I went to, they have they have former players sitting out there. Ron Say, Steve the Yeager, they sit out there and they, yeah, it's like how come they? I think you guys mentioned that about Carew the other day. You know how they they're not using these people, and it's just how cool you go there and they're sitting at a table. You can go over and talk to them, take a picture with them. Uh, but you know, anyways, uh, yeah. so again, I, now I can see the point when people attack the angels for, you know, marketing things and stuff like that and being kind of old and repetitive. But mm-hmm. whatever, so. Yeah, no, 100%. I mean, like I've seen Adam Kennedy angels games. I've seen Spies, uh, Spezio angels games. Bobby Gritch is around. I mean, those, yeah. they are around 100%. You, you just got to kind of, you know, but it's not as open. It's as definitely not. Yeah, it's not as open. That's, that's big too. They're more hidden. Like, Oh, Hey, we're here, but we're not here. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. So with that being said, guys, thank you so much for listening to this podcast and watching us. If you're watching us on YouTube, having a lot of fun with that. You can see John this time. So. <laughs> a lot of fun. You can show this to your daughters and um, and really, you know, like have this on have this on the TV when they get home tomorrow, and, and let's. Yeah. <laughs> They've seen enough of me, I assure you. <laughs> I love it. So, guys, if you could follow us wherever you are listening, subscribe wherever you're listening or watching this podcast or listening to this podcast. Like I said, um, if you could leave us a review, whether it's good or bad, and let us know how we can do better or worse. Nate, you got a mic, so we can check that one off the list. I know you got a, your first negative review. Congratulations on that. Welcome to the fan club. Um, you can follow us on all our social medias, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. You can follow myself at Jared underscore Tim's on Twitter. You can follow Nate at Nate Green 34 and John. I'm still working on it. John, where can they follow you? Because you're going to start getting back into the Twitter scene is what you told me. Yeah. Yeah. I, I liked a few of your tweets. Uh, Jenks Crane, John at Yahoo.com. I believe. Yeah, that's what. Perfect. Yeah. Go follow Jenks, John. Jenks Crane, John. Yep. Go follow John. That's uh, that's always a good follow. He loves talking. He loves talking smack with people. Loves getting, I, getting into a Dodger fans. Uh, I, yeah. Well, I'm I'm married to one, so. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Way to so, go. Yeah, right. Way to go. 
So let's get into this a little bit more. Like Nate and I said, it's a, it's a tough day in baseball. It really, really is. Um, one Hall of Famer in, I'm not upset about the Hall of Famer being in because he deserves to be in. Nate, I know you're giving me this look. David Ortiz deserves to be in. I know we're both agreeing on this. Not a first ballot Hall of Famer. There's a difference. Not a first ballot. There's 100% a difference. It's an honor to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. He did not deserve to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. And we'll get into this. Go ahead. Keep going. Yeah, no, no, no. Let's just start it off there. Like, David Ortiz got in. Congratulations. That's fantastic. I have no issue with David Ortiz getting in. Does not deserve to be a first ballot Hall of Famer by any means. I don't think. And, Nate, I know you agree with that. John, I know, like, if you look at first ballot Hall of Famers, that's a special place. Like, you're going to start comparing now all of a sudden Mike Trout, who's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer, Derek Jeter, I think Mariano Rivera, like those type of guys with David Ortiz, who David Ortiz had a fantastic career. Don't get me wrong. Like 500 plus home runs, if I'm not mistaken, he won a couple world series. Um, some of the biggest hits in Red Sox history. I, I don't, you know, put that past him by any means, but not a first ballot hall of famer hundred percent. So I don't know where that lies on, on your radar, John. I'm, I'm impressed with myself, I guess, because that's kind of what I thought, especially when I looked at the other people that, that were left out and who I may not be, may not like be unhappy that they got left out, but it's starting to, I mean, I guess people could say it's been criminal for a while. Some of this stuff is just criminal, what they're doing here. And I, I, yeah, I I definitely agree. I I don't see first when, when you just throw out the name Mike Trout. So they're on the same level. Yeah. hundred percent. Except for rings. Except for rings. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Deep Ortiz, like, fantastic, fantastic postseason yeah. career. Has some of the most, like, biggest hits in postseason history. Like, you look at the, the home runs he hit. Um, he hit the walk-off, I think, uh, in the year that they won their first World Series in the 100 years. He was on that team. 100% deserves it. Deserves it. We just don't think he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. And, and I think we're all in agreement here. Like, you can't – I don't think you can put David Ortiz in that mix with first ballot guys like – I know Babe Ruth technically isn't a first ballot Hall of Famer. For all intents and purposes, Babe Ruth is a first ballot Hall of Famer. Like that, the, the list of guys, because the voting was kind of whack back then, those guys are first ballot Hall of Famers, 100%. Like, I, I, there, there isn't a list. Like, Randy like, Johnson, I think he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. Griffey, Jeter, Chipper, like all these guys are first ballot Hall of Famers. And there's a difference between the career that those guys had and the career that uh, David Ortiz had. David Ortiz was, was a very good baseball player. I'm not saying that he does not deserve to be a Hall of Famer, but uh, when you look at numbers, which I know some people can say, you know, whatever numbers, uh, him and Edgar Martinez are pretty similar when it comes to number-wise. Uh, obviously, David Ortiz has a couple more rings and things like that, but Edgar Martinez, it took him a couple of years to get in. Part of the reason why it took him so long to get in is because he didn't play a position. Now, all of a sudden, we're just going to be okay with – uh, you know, David Ortiz didn't play a position for, you know, 90% of his career, 95% of his career, but it's okay. You know, it's David Ortiz. We're going to let him in because, you know, it's David Ortiz. And the other thing that I want to bring up too is he had the whole PED thing where, you know, he never tested positive. Barry Bonds never tested positive. There's not, he has never tested positive one time in his career. Like, so did Clemens ever test positive either? Clemens never tested positive either. And, and I'm not, I'm not going to say that Clemens and Bonds are never took steroids. That's not what I'm saying, 100%. but you cannot sit here and tell me that David Ortiz did not take steroids. If he's on the list of taking steroids, just because he didn't test positive. Like if we're going to play that game, we got to play that game with everybody, whether it's uh, Bonds, Clemens, uh, Sheffield, and you know, so, so like all these guys that you want to throw in as like, oh, they're not Hall of Famers because, you know, they probably were on steroids. Like 
Now we're just going to take the probably out and let David Ortiz in? Like, oh, come on. This is terrible. Yeah, no, I'm in full agreement. It's kind of, and and this was kind of a point that I want to bring up, popularity contest. Huge. It is. I was going to say, I was going to say. uh, He's one of the most uh, respected guys. Yeah, yeah. But it goes a long way. What was I going to say? What was the the expression I'm looking for? Yeah, personality goes a long way. And in this case, definitely, especially when you look at his numbers, see, I got the 500, but only the 2,500 hits. Um, yeah, I, I definitely think this is a personality thing. This is big. Hey, did anybody else got, does Clemens got a name? Well, he's got the rocket, a big poppy. Come on, big poppy. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. <laughs> like I said, I, I, and I, I think we're all in agreement here on this. He's a hall of famer. Should be a hall of famer. He is a hall of famer, obviously. Cause he just, got yeah. he's going to, he was going to be a hall of famer no matter what, just doesn't belong in that category of first ballot. You brought up Edgar Martinez. It's a north. It's a northwest thing. It's a west coast thing. Thousand percent. That's why he didn't get in uh, any earlier. A hundred percent. You know, if, if uh, David Ortiz played his career in uh, in Oakland, in San Francisco, in anywhere out west, it's not the same. It really isn't. And like I said, I guess you can kind of differentiate Edgar Martinez and, and Big Poppy by their postseason careers or lack thereof. Uh, if you're talking about Edgar Martinez, but but. Like I said, I mean, they are very similar players at the end of the day and um, regular season players. And, and it just feels like it, it becomes a popularity contest and it's very, very political. And, and it, it just, it's a shame. It really is. You know, like, like I said, we're going to be comparing David Ortiz, who's a first ballot Hall of Famer, getting 70-something percent of the votes um, in his oh, first year. What did he get, 75 77 or 76 something like that but it probably won't be as compared to trout because you're going to get griffey who's going to be compared to trout because they're going to be 100 percent, 99 percent, you know whatever they were uh i think griffey missed it by one vote but like you're going to be they're still going to be brought up like oh hey ortiz was a first ballot hall of famer you want to make a compare you want to make a comparison vlad and vlad and big poppy yeah that's going to be it that's going to be it yeah uh, that's that's my thing. It ends up being a popularity contest at the end of the day with Big Poppy. We don't have any issue with uh, with him going into the Hall of Fame. It doesn't seem like. But as a first ballot Hall of Famer, I, th- I think some rule needs to be changed in the first ballot. Like you need 90% of the votes or something like that because it's it's tough to get 70-something percent of the vote. Like you need to be a unanimous Hall of Famer in your first year. Thousand percent, you know, like you look at the guys in the past that we mentioned, that's, that's the case it has to be. So on to, um, so, I mean, the Hall of Fame news. Let's get on to Barry Bonds and and Roger Clemens. Um, we we can keep A Rod out because I think A Rod need A-Rod, first ballot. A Rod, yeah, first ballot. That's fine. You know, like he, you can kind of push him off to the side. He's not. He's gonna get the. He's gonna get the Bonds treatment. Obviously, now this shows that A Rod's not gonna get in either. So you're gonna have three of the best players of all time, not in the game, not in the Hall of Fame. Which, if you want to, you know, put them off to the side, that that's fine. It is what it is. I understand. Like I said. Um, it's just tough to see a guy like David Ortiz and guys in the past, you know, in the steroid era, um, Jim Tomei, who didn't, we don't know if any of these guys took steroids, anybody that's been voted in in the past, what do we say? Five years or so. That's a steroid era. They could have taken steroids when it, like we, we just don't know about it. You know, um, Pudge yeah. is another guy, you know, like all these guys have. Piazza been- is one that Piazza. is usually brought up when this gets talked about. 100%. You know, like, like I said, if you're going to, you need to, you either need to be completely strict on it, you know, like I said, or you don't. And this is where it becomes, again, a popularity contest. And, and Barry Bonds <laughs> and Roger Clemens, two of the best players of all time, statistically speaking. Um, you know, you look at some of the stuff that Bonds did in, in video game numbers. 
You look at what uh, Clemens did, video game numbers, you know, leads everything in pitching if uh, Cy Young wasn't a thing and Walter Johnson wasn't a thing, you know? So it's just, it's tough to see those guys not make it. Like that's the best way for me to say it. Like it's honestly like disappointing. <laughs> like I'm disappointed in the writers that they did not get voted in. You look at, um, I, I saw a tweet and I'm sure these tw- like tweets have been, you know, pushed around, but all time hits leader is not in the hall of fame. Uh, Pete Rose for what it's worth. I, we can get takes on that in a minute. Um, the all time home run leader is not in, in the hall of fame. And the all-time Cy Young leader is not in the Hall of Fame. Like it's just it. We have an issue here. This is a huge issue that you cannot forget history. You need to, you need to keep the all those good those players in it. And I am in 100% agreement with you. And I want to bring it on to John here. John, what's your view on Pete Rose? Are you okay with him? Again, this all goes down to me. It all goes down to their their personalities. Um, with uh, with Clint, with uh, Bonds, I mean. I think this is the first year where I finally break down and say, this is getting ridiculous because I couldn't, I can't stand Barry Bonds. I've never, I mean, I, 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 angels winning the world series. And then it's like this. And then that's like a little part of it was watching bonds in the dugout (laughs) after the angels made, made the comeback in game six with his head down. Just, just, you know, I enjoyed that so much. That was such a, I mean, I enjoyed that on the video when I watch it, uh, the repeat. So, I mean, I can't stand the man, but when you look at the numbers and, and then, and this caused me, you telling me this today caused me to really look at uh, Roger Clemens. Cause I don't really pay attention to other, I paid attention to Roger Clemens growing up, but I mean, his numbers are astounding and I don't, you know, as a regular fan, I think cheater, I think Barry Bonds, I think, I know he, I know he did test positive, but or did he test positive? I know, I, they weren't testing it think, at that time. It was not illegal. Yeah. There's a, there's yeah. a, there's a white, there's, you know, it's a, it's, there's a white I mean, line. It's, nobody really knows Andy, type of thing. Like they Andy did. Pettit though. Andy Pettit did, did his I buddy Pettit, tested positive, right? Pettit did. did. Yeah. 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 So I don't think of Clemens as a cheater, but I guess, so I, and I don't consider him really a jerk. Uh, so I, I, I think I, I'm, I've come around it. I really think bonds. I'm sorry. The question you asked me is at this point, um, <laughs> He's, the, he's very unlikable because he still has it. But, I mean, he's just bet on baseball. I mean, and, he, and, he, and I don't believe he bet on his team. And if he did, he bet on his team to win, which I don't see anything wrong with that to keep him out this long because it it's getting embarrassing. Yeah, like you said, the all-time home run leader, the all-time hit leader, the all-time RBI leader, all these people are not in the Hall of Fame for non-baseball things. So. Yeah, no, it's, it's tough. At the end of the day, it's tough and it's disappointing. Like that's the best way for me to put it. Like I, like when I saw that come out, I was truly disappointed that they did not get in. Like, it just feels like such a, such a shame, such a scam. Like, I don't know how, like, you know, to put this in like a nice term, like it's just a damn thing. It really is. It sucks that those guys didn't make it. I'm hoping they do make it here soon. Cause I think they go to the veterans committee or something like that. Yeah. Next. Yeah, which I don't know if that's going to be any any more help because those guys are going to be very strict on this steroid era and keeping the game clean. So it could get even worse for them. Players for players, though, you know, like like this is one thing that I wanted to bring up, and I had and I have had this happen many times to me as a writer. Um, as as a writer, you have such an influence on players. You really do. Like like there there are certain writers that go out there and they just badmouth players. Like. No offense to Barstool, I love Barstool, but Barstool can go get can get um, get away with a lot of a lot mm-hmm. of stuff that they say, and I'm fine with it. Like Barstool's fine, I'm cool with Barstool. Like they're great. There are certain things that they say that just 
like is not good for players, not good, like any sport. So that's why like as writers and like a lot of Angels fans have been getting mad because the Angels writers don't put news out there. You know, like there is, there is certain stuff that just shouldn't be said, you know, and, and, and I think that writers have such a big influence on, on, on players and like, it, that's just such a big thing. And I mean, we're talking about like the writers have the vote. So, you know, like at the, at the end of the day, they have the final say in all this. And they also have an influence on how, how players get viewed. Like, I, I just don't think, I think that there's just so many, I just think it's tough. I think the writers have made a huge, huge, huge mistake um, here on this one, unfortunately. And if it's because they're holding grudges and such like that against players, I I hope that that's not the case, but I, I don't know. I think it's tough, you know, like, yeah, I, I think at the end of the day, like I said, it's just disappointing to me as a, as a writer, I don't get a vote or anything like that, but I just thought it was disappointing at the end of the day. So I think, you know, we've kind of gotten this out of us now. We can talk more about the, the meeting of progress. I don't even know if we can consider it progress. Everyone um, wants to push that word. I don't know if that's the right word. I think it was prog. I think it was progress on Monday. I think progress was had on Monday. That was a big thing. Like, you know, I, I think that that sec, the meeting on the second day was progress. And now I think we've kind of hit that line again where we're stagnant again. I feel like, I think a lot of these numbers that are coming out are so far apart it's, it's tough again. You know, it's, it's like, wow, dude, baseball, you know, baseball is, is tough. And I don't know if these, I don't know if the hall of fame ballot or hall of fame voting came out on the same day as this meeting intentionally, because it would make a lot of sense. You know, like we have a lot of numbers in play, like certain things are getting forgotten here and there, you know, that are happening. So I don't know if it came out on the same day intentionally, it makes a lot of sense. Um, Nate, I'm not even going to try to explain. You can kind of just take this way here because you have been a little bit more clued in and and I will try my best. We will try our best here to get the stats right on this because I know we've had some people that have said we don't do the stats right here on the show, even though I think we do. We're going to try our best to to communicate this news as best as possible when it comes to um, the CBA here. So Nate, what is, you know, a couple things that we're taking away that we can talk about. Yeah, so a couple different things that they've talked about is changing the minimum wage or the minimum salary that a player can make. Um, The first, basically, first year and a half, two years of a MLB player's career, possibly three years, the team gets to tell you how much you can make. And that number is 570,500. The MLB, the Players Association, has pitched, can we make that seven? Hundred and seventy-five thousand instead of five hundred and seventy thousand, which is you know a decent raise for some young guys, and I think it's valid because as we see free agency, guys aren't getting paid anymore, so we've got to pay them a little bit more earlier and kind of let these guys get some money. It so that's one puts, thing. It also puts money back into those young guys' pockets that are True. you know like they're making less than minimum wage in the minor leagues when you look at it when you look at it you know at the end of the day like, oh, yeah, yeah. again we are not we, we don't do politics here we are not political at all but like stuff that happens in the minor leagues is, is tough to look at it, it it's tough to the, see the numbers and such like that when it comes down to it john i know you're shaking your head on that and you've seen the numbers on that side of things I, 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 and i've seen that you you really brought that to my attention i've also seen the like the the 66 the sponsor the players Mm-hmm. And you're the one who explained to me that, that these these guys don't have these guys are living in in, in houses together like uh, and paid. Well, again, I, I don't know 
the only way that they could be paying them good money would be getting money from the big leagues because I mean that park, you know, it even when it sells out, it's not really there's not a lot of people in that park. And I sit there wondering the first time I went, I'm all like, how I, I that was of course the first thing I wonder is how much oh, how much these guys get paid because they're sure not, you know, you fill this park up every time, but they don't fill the park up every time. So Yeah. Yeah, there was a lot that came out this last year about all that stuff. And 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 one thing, I mean, I'll, I'll let you continue here. There used to be a, I don't know if they do it anymore in Inland Empire, when somebody would hit a home run, they'd pass the hat around the whole stadium and they would contribute. <laughs> oh, it was yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, I don't know if they do that anymore. Um, we I did that at my daughter's soccer games. Yeah, that's what they did for the, that's what they did for players too. So it, it you know, it was just kind of cool to see um, that side of things. So Nate, I'll let you continue. Yeah, so that was one of them. Also, to go along with that, they were going to give money away to players who, who, young guys who finished in the Cy Young and MVP race. I think they were talking about Jonathan India, who would have been a 570K guy. His salary for winning rookie of the year would have gone all the way up to $1.193 million. So he would have got a little bit of a pay raise for winning the rookie of the year. Uh, Corbin Burns was someone who was also talked about in the article. He was his, I think his was, oh, let me double check not, this. He wasn't a rookie, but he's that one to three year guy. Yes. Either, so it's, it's between one and three year guys. Yeah. Yes. It's not just. It's not just rookies that are, are going to be paid in this. That's a big thing. That's that's good to see that they're at least trying to target those young guys because, I mean, they're getting paid much more than I think all of us combined. Um, but when you look at it in the in the big, you know, thing scheme of things, I don't want to bring Mike Trout, you know, into it, but Mike Trout's getting paid $30 million. Albert Pujols is getting paid $20 million, you know, and some of these guys are getting paid in the in the hundred thousands like i said again nothing compared to what we're making here but when you look at it in the baseball world that's um that's tough to that's tough to look at that side of things so and part of it is the government takes half of that in taxes and half and then another 10 percent goes to the agent and you know next thing you know that six hundred eight thousand dollars turns into about a hundred and eighty thousand dollars so um but not quite yes exactly so corbin burns his number went from six hundred eight thousand dollars um, to $2.34 for winning the Cy Young. So his, his would have gone up as well. So this is really something that they were pushing for. Uh, they were trying to get it, like they were trying to push for more money to be given to young guys for winning awards, um, which I think is fair. I do too. I, I also think that. I think that, um, I mean, we just talked about the writers. This is putting a lot into the writers' hands though, you know? I think that you almost have to go off of, what the play, what other players think. Like you need to go off the player vote on this. Cause like we just said, you know, like you can't, not that you can't always trust the writers, but the writers aren't always right. We just had a huge conversation about that. So I feel like you almost need to go by what the players say. Cause the players will be able to hand in, in a sense, hand out the money, um, hand out their revenue, revenue share. You know, John, I don't know if you have a, have a thought on that, but we just kind of, we just went over this whole thing that the writers just screwed up. <laughs> so I don't know. If yeah. Well, I, I like the I like the merit pay idea, because but you know as a, as a fan guy to me, uh, if I had never done a podcast, I, I look at this this all as like you said, understanding and perspective because I don't I don't disagree with you. These are kids making a half million dollars to 
well, not what is it? What is the what is the minimum salary right now? Six something. Five hundred. Five hundred seventy k. I think. You know, to 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 chase their dream, to to do something that we all dream of. And I'm not saying again. I'm not necessarily disagreeing with you because of the money that the Trouts make. I think I think what bothers me as fans more is the amount the the big guys. The well, and I didn't really wasn't really bothered by fools, but the guy who's making so much money and there's nothing you can do to alter that uh, with, with Trout. This is something that I've brought up a lot. Jared and I have talked about this off the record. I don't know how many times. Um, I think it's absolutely insane that players can get an opt out in their contract and the owners can't have one. You know, I, I think it's ridiculous that, Nolan Arenado has an eight-year contract. He's got two different times in his contract where he's allowed to say, I don't want to play for this team anymore because mm-hmm. I just won the MVP and, you know, I'm making $25 million a year, so I'm going to go become a free agent, make $35 million a year because I just won an MVP. I'm the best third baseman in baseball, whatever, right? Why can't the owners do the exact same thing and say, hey, Mr. Pujols, you know, we really respect what you've done, you know, the first 10 years of your career. We're going to give you $300 million over 10 years, but here's the deal. After year six, if you have not played in this many games or if you have mm-hmm. not hit this many home runs, you know, put something on it where it's like we can back out of the last four years of the contract. Because, I mean, if the players have an out, why can't the owners have an out? And I, I know I'm totally pro player, and Jerry and I have talked about this, but it's like you've got to give some power to the owners because that is why they are so reluctant to give money out right now because it's like, uh, you know, I got burned by Pujols. I've got burned by Hamilton. I've got burned by Vernon Wells. I've got burned by uh, C.J. Wilson, kind of. Um, and, and you just go through. I've got burned by um, Julio Tehran, you know, Jared's favorite pitcher. Um, you know, all these guys who who have gotten burned by, and it's like, now the interest don't want to give big contracts. Like, do I really want to give a big contract to a pitcher after I've been burned by they Wilson? Just, and So they just, extended, they just extended Mike Trout. They just gave a big contract. Mike Trout is Anthony totally different. They just Mike Trout is totally Anthony Rendon. I mean, the big contracts are out there. It's just you need, you need to figure out how to get those big contracts to younger players. Like, I think once we figure that out, those those Albert Pujols's, um, Mike Trout's even, you know, the Anthony Rendon's, Garrett Cole's, those contracts don't happen because they're going to get paid. At, they should be getting paid at a younger age. Right. Like, I mean, that, that's, I think that that answers a lot of that. Not that I am not pro owner by any means. And, and again, I said, I'm all for the players, but that's, I think what you need to push towards is getting those younger guys contracts. We saw it. Wander Franco got a, got a sweet contract. Uh, Fernando Tatis is getting a sweet contract. Um, Ronald Acuna, the Braves, you know, they gave him money. It's not a sweet contract. It's a sweet contract for the Braves. They gave him money. Uh, you know? I mean, it's still a good contract. What is it? Seven years at a hundred. Yeah, Ozzy Albies. Like these, the, you just need to figure out how you're getting these young guys these contracts. And is it like, do they automatically? Do you need to sign them to a new contract once they hit, you know, their first year? Like, I, I don't know what this, what it entails. You know, I think that that's where where you lie. And, and John, I don't know if you have anything to say on this. This. Part. Well, I was just going to say, and here's the problem for the players in this whole argument because you're looking at like, you know, Mr. Fan here. All I see are, like you said, the pool holes, these contracts that are monstrosities that go on for years and years and years and years. And, it, and, and I don't see stories. You have to read deep like, like Jared Timms does. <laughs> and uh, 
to understand how little some of these people paid. You know, I, I know Otani was underpaid. You know, I mean, you could say he's underpaid, but um, and uh, so I mean, when you're a big player like that, you find out how much they're making in comparison to Mike Trout. But that stuff doesn't get covered. All, all the fan outrage goes at the overpaid players, and without even being aware of the players that are, unless they are breakout superstars like Otani. And then everybody goes, Oh, wow. Look, what's Otani? Otani's only making this. Wow. So I think that's, that's an obstacle that the players union, I think will always have. Yeah. Vlad made under a million this last year. Yeah. By Grow Jr. So it, it happens. But oh, people, really? but, that's, I'm outraged. <laughs> but, but people, but people don't want to like, people would like to get more upset about when their team isn't doing well. And it's, you know, Albert Pujols is making $30 million and we suck because Albert Pujols is hitting a buck 80. You know, they're, they're going to get upset about that. They're not going to get upset about, you know, the angels bringing up some young kid from, from AAA. And let's say it's, you know, well, Brandon. hold on. How upset were well, angels well, fans about Joe Adele? Let me finish my, my comment, buddy. I was just going to say, what happens if we bring up some young kid from AAA and he goes off and he, you know, wins the uh, rookie of the year, hits over 300, hits 25 bombs. Nobody's going to be like, oh, man, that guy's really underpaid. They're just going to be super excited. The Angels got another young superstar. They don't care that he was underpaid. It's, oh, he's another young superstar who made us good. Makes, and, and that's, makes these guys valuable. There's, that's, I mean, I think that's the right place. These guys are valuable because of their contracts. Like Mike Trout isn't as valuable anymore. <laughs> in speaking of contract wise and speaking of trade if the angels are ever going to think about trading him not that they're going to but his value isn't very high because of that high dollar figure anymore you know like Shohei Otani's value is so high because he's only getting paid three million dollars a year you know ten. if the angels were to extend him you know we ten. could have the same issue again you know so I think it, I think paid 10 now uh, yeah is it 10 now this year it was a, it was a two-year uh, maybe it's five million. It was two years, ten million dollar extension, or two years, twenty million dollar extension. Last year, I think it was two for ten that he got it. So okay. I think he's gonna so make five. But that's what makes him valuable. So you know, like if you can find these guys, and, and I, I, it's it's tough. You know, it's, you just got to pay guys younger. You got to figure out a way. And I know the owners won't like it. You know, but you got to pay guys in their prime instead of paying guys for what they've done. You know, like you're hoping the Max Scherzer is going to be a dude this year for the Mets, right? But like. You're paying him for what he's done. The guy's 37 years old. I, I wouldn't have paid 45 million a year for him. That's just me. I know the Mets. If they, they won a World Series, they don't. Win a World Series at all. Like, again, Angels were to, were to win a World Series after they signed Scherzer for 45. I mean, it, it's a what have you done for me lately type of thing. So yeah. um, I think it. But that's talking, a- I think we'd be talking a little bit different if we were if we were talking if we were a Braves podcast right now. You know. I but think. this is something that Max Scherzer brought up too. Like this is his reason why he believes what he believes is because the last CBA, the owner said, Hey, look, we know you guys want to make more money, but here's what we're going to do. We're going to pay you for what you've done and not for what we project you to do at age 31 on. We're going to pay you for what you did between 21 and 30. And the owners have really figured out like, because of the Cano contract, because of the pool holes contract, because of all these big contracts that haven't worked out, they're like, why am I giving these guys millions and millions of dollars for age 31 through 40 when they're only playing good for two years. And now they're start, starting to, to not give those contracts. And it's like, wait a minute, we had this deal 10 years ago where you said you're going to pay us for what we've done, not what we're going to do. And now they're in this catch 22 where it's like, well, do we pay you for what you're doing or do we pay you for what you're going to do? Or do we pay you for what, 
you've done for us. And, and that's kind of where this thing's at. And that's why it's, it's really, really hard to find a deal because these owners are trying to figure that out. There has to just be like a little, like, like you have to achieve this bare minimum. You know, I mean, it doesn't even have to be, you have to hit 40 or 50 home runs. It can be, you know, to show that you actually showed up for the season when you're going down, when you're going like Albert Pujols in his latter years. So, and, and that's the, again, I, I, that's what frustrates me more than the, the Jared is educating me on the younger players that are being underpaid. So I want to be clear about that. But the thing that keeps, I think most fans up at night is the overpaid superstar. And which is what, you know, God bless. I, I pray uh, Mike Trout stays healthy his whole 10 years or because uh, the fans will turn on him. Like they turned on, uh, uh, on uh, pool holes. Absolutely. The difference with Trout is he actually did something for the Angels. Pujols did all of his damage as a Cardinal. So yeah. oh, good th- point. Yeah. I think they'll be a little bit nicer to Mike Trout. But, um, yeah, this is this is going to be an issue. And that's why I've, I've pitched restricted free agents for I don't know how long. Because I think if you say, hey, if you play this many games and you're a free agent for three years and anyone can offer you whatever contract they want, but the team has a chance to match it, now we can start making – now some of these guys can start making a little bit more money. But – yeah, no, and I, I think honestly, like I know we've kind of missed a lot, but this is kind of a really good place to stop. I think for us, I I, I love the conversation that we we just went into here. I it's um, very good. I think we enlightened John. Yeah, <laughs> I, every I, day, I, every day you enlighten me, Jared. On your Twitter, you enlighten me. Okay. <laughs> well, I hope that's a good thing. <laughs> yeah. No. Absolutely. All right. Well, I think this is a fantastic place to stop. Nate, I'll, I'll let you get your final thoughts. I was going to say, add one last thing. Speaking of Jared's Twitter, if you guys just checked it out, uh, the Angels did just have a signing that Jared and I really, really like. I'll let Jared take that away. We can talk about it next time. We let's let's oh. talk about. We can talk about. Dan- yeah, the Angels signed a, a, a reliever to a minor league deal, Daniel Ponce de Leon, um, reported by yours truly. I don't. <laughs> You know, don't normally throw that out there, but, uh, but yeah. Wow. wow. You guys are welcome. Yeah. Um, liking now, liking <laughs> now. That's why I brought it up people. I know. Retweeting <laughs> now, retweeting now. All right. All right. All right. All right. Enough from you two. All right. So, but yes, they did sign a free agent. We'll, um, uh, to a minor league deal. We'll, we, I think Nate and I, uh, I think we can kind of dive into it. Uh, Thursday. Hopefully Thursday. We'll rock on. Um, I was drinking, some body armor for him. I got the one that he suggested, by the way. Um, so thank you, Brock, for that. If you're going to be watching out of, out of 10, um, that's better than a strawberry. I think I had a strawberry. No, this is strawberry break. You got to give a number. I don't care I, what's better. So, than. You got to so give this, a number. This one's better than watermelon um, grape that I had last time. Watermelon grape was not very good. I do not recommend that one. It was just okay. It was just okay. I'm not a huge fan of it. Um, this yeah, strawberry yeah. grape, Strawberry grape one that uh, is the Mamba. It's uh, it's pretty. It's actually I'm I'm enjoying this one. This is like a this is like a seven, um, seven point five ish. I know those are round numbers, and David Dave Portnoy would be really upset with me, but that's probably that's in that area. I'll give it like a seven point three. It's not bad. I drink, I'll drink it. I like I said before. I like the mango. I wish that there was more mango flavors out there. That I thought the mango one was like a like an eight six. Fantastic. I would drink that one. Um, more so we're going to get into reviews from now on nate i don't know if that's going to be a thing or not but uh but yeah we'll, we'll kind of see where it goes so um john you got any final thoughts for us before uh before we let everybody go well as as you i'm sure are aware jared i do have a, a pretty sizable bobblehead collection and i thought since we'd be talking about the hall of fame today that i would bring my 
uh, Vladdy I'm, Guerrero oh, bobblehead to the yeah, show. Nice. I actually, my, <laughs> my intention was I told my wife, I said, I, I'm going to set up, some, I'm going to set up bobbleheads behind me. So I have an angel's look to me. Uh, that was shut down. So all I <laughs> That was a we're, negative. We're so gonna have to have a we're gonna have to have a we're gonna have to have a business meeting with her, John, about this. Yeah, exactly. You could have had the Chris Rose set up, you know, with the desk <laughs> with all the bobbleheads and everything. It would have looked sweet. That's, yeah. I could t- I could line them up behind me if I just got yeah, but uh, that that might happen in South Carolina. But I don't know about this. But anyways, for That's, now, I like that off for me. <laughs> I like it. I like that bobblehead a lot. That's yeah. a good one. So, guys, thank you so much for listening and watching uh, here at Talking Halos. If you could subscribe wherever you're listening or watching this podcast, uh, leave us a review, whether it's good or bad. Uh, you can follow us on all our social medias. Just look up Talking Halos. It's fantastic. You can follow myself at Jeter underscore Tams. You can follow Nate at Nate Green thirty four, and you can follow John. John, I will get it. I promise. Eggs Crane John. Eggs Crane John. I will. I will put that into my head. So, guys, thank you so much for listening, and have a great rest of your day. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.